Welcome to the podcast. Hope your quarantine is going well. Today on the program, we talk about the Profiles in Courage, Elizabeth Warren. Just an incredible, incredibly brave moment as she tries to figure out uh, what she should do now that she's no longer running for president, dealing with the Chinese uh, virus controversy. We get into that as well. Pat Gray joins us. We have Bill O'Reilly, who is on for the hour to tell us uh, the best things and the worst things about the media coverage going on and how is this going to affect the re-election of Donald Trump. And uh, we uh, talked to a reverend who was told he was not allowed to hold church because of coronavirus. He's going to wind up doing it anyway. We'll talk to him about his reasoning uh, there as well. And uh, make sure to check out Stu Does America today. We are going into Stu Does the uh, Chinese Chernobyl and showing all the things that went on with that situation. Not pretty. Get into that. Uh, go over and subscribe. If you search for Stu Does America and click the subscribe button, we'd all feel so much better. And you'd probably cure someone from something. I don't know what. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. It's Friday, so I asked uh, Pat to join us a little early because uh, I just got a few things that uh, Pat, I can't take it anymore. I just I can't take it anymore. I can't take. I can't. I can't. I just can't. I watch the news, and it's like not. Do these people have lives at all? Do they? I mean, I don't get it. What's happening? I mean, that you could be talking about so many different things. <clears throat> what specifically are you referring to? Is uh, it the, is it the, the China the virus thing? Well, I think they have a point on the China virus thing. Oh, you do? I do. I do. I think that's really, I mean, well, I didn't when he was just calling it the China virus because mm-hmm. he hadn't been calling it the China virus. He's only calling it the China virus because he knows it pisses them off. That's yes. why. Right. Okay. And I think because China's trying to blame us for it and he resents that a lot. Correct. And so do I. Correct. Resents. So do I. Yes. So do I. This is China propaganda. However, I mean, I thought yesterday, did you see the press conference yesterday when he walked out? Yeah. 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 You know, usually the president will have bum, 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 when he walks out. And I did think it was a little over the top when he walked out to uh, he walked out to this uh, music. Do we have that from the press conference? I thought China. I thought this was, you know, to have the Marine Band play this as he walks out. I thought he's just trolling the media at this point. You know, that's all he's. All right, stop. That's so offensive. It's it way is over just the top. So, that was way over the top. It's way over the top for him to do. And uh, and. And then when he went out, it is Chinese, if you please. I thought that's beneath the president. It's just beneath the president to do. Well, he's a businessman. So I think that Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that that makes it okay. Mm -hmm. He's a businessman. Well, no, the Asian lobby is pretty powerful. I mean, they'll go Mm -hmm. after his businesses. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and uh, and I thought, boy, you are. He doesn't care. He just doesn't care. To have that uh, played behind him when he walked out. So I was for him, you know, because I thought he was making a point. And then when he did that, I was like, that's just racist. You know what I mean? <laughs> that seemed a little over the top. Yeah. I mean, I get yeah. the point that he's making yeah. because he really, for <laughs> weeks, was calling it like the coronavirus. And then... Yeah. No, he, you know, 
until Seriously. they started complaining about it, he then he's he's now crossing it off on his speeches and writing in the word Chinese. <laughs> Seriously, I have no problem calling it the COVID virus, COVID nineteen, blah blah blah. But this is crazy. This is Chinese propaganda. This is what mm-hmm. they're do- this is what they're trying to do, and our press is picking right up on it. So it's it's not anti-China. I don't have a problem with Chinese people with with people who are Asian. I have no problem with that. No problem. What's really really disturbing is how we are being forced to to change this when MERS is Middle Eastern rep, uh, um, uh, respiratory. Okay, that's what MERS is. The the uh, the swine flu. How do you think pigs feel about that? Uh, the Spanish flu. We've always done this. Always done this. West Nile virus. That's how you identify these things. This is Chinese propaganda, and our, and our president is just standing up against the press because the press is doing the job of the Chinese Communist Party. It's craziness. It's craziness. So I, for one, I mean, I really kind of want, I, I want to go overboard uh, and, and make a real, I mean, did you hear what he walked out on yesterday? It was... It was real. I thought this was just China. I thought, especially they didn't even have the right instruments. They were playing it on kettles and the back of White House pots. And I thought this is too far. But stop. Uh, but I, I, I mean, part of me just wants to just rub it in their face. Because I'm so sick of it, man. I am so sick of it. It has nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with China, has everything to do with communist disinformation. Yeah, and it would be one thing, too, if the media was approaching it like this. Hey, when when this all started, we were all calling it Wuhan flu or Wuhan virus. That was the name we all had. But now, you know, look, they've given it an official name and we think it's the appropriate thing to call it. Like, I would still say we need to make sure we point out what the Chinese government has done. Exactly it's a right. really crucial part of the story. However, like, it would at least be an understandable line of thinking. Instead, what they're saying is completely denying that they ever said it and not even acknowledging it. Right. And then just right. coming out and saying it's automatically and obviously racist for anyone to use it at any time. And denying Correct. all Correct. reality of naming every other yeah. bad disease we've had yes. from German measles on. I, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, mm. this is not about racism at all. This is about reality. Mm. This is all about reality. First of all, what kind of sweet-ass world do you live in where this is your biggest problem? I mean, the media think of their life. This is what they're talking about. There, there, there's a report out today. Let me look it up. Uh, There's a report out today that says some incredible, incredible number here. Let me look. No, 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 no. Um. Okay, Bank of America says recession is already here. There's a there's a story. I don't know where it is right now. um, That a large percentage of our small businesses will be out of business in 45 days. And we're arguing about that? Seriously? This is your biggest problem? It just shows the media is so far out of touch. I'm telling you, 
this is this is the beginning of the end for them. They they've already discredited themselves so much, but all of these politicians did well, except for Elizabeth Warren. She did something very brave. I don't know if you guys know this, but she was very very brave. Do we? In fact, do we have the profiles of courage music? Could we please? Because this was, you know, sometimes I think of Elizabeth Warren and I think to myself, it is, it is, it's about damn time that we have a Native American who steps to the plate and leads the way. I mean, this was her people's home long before we came. Yesterday, Elizabeth Warren she did something that not a lot of people are willing to do. She did something that, oh yeah, you can mock it. You can make fun of it all you want. You could stand around and not say anything about it. But this proud Native American that sometimes is caught off the side of the highway with just a tear rolling down her cheek, looking at the litter. What has happened? What has happened to my country? And dare I say it, not only what, but... How? Mm. Yes, this proud Native American who's never used another race to further herself or her career. No, no. No. Yesterday she said, enough! Enough! So she took to Twitter after Trump was on that Twitter machine explaining why he signed the Defense Protection Act which should increase the production of medical equipment needed to combat the outbreak, but, oh, no, she didn't concentrate on that. No, no. Yeah, 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 ventilators, breathing machines, whatever. Can we talk about the real problem? Because when he took to Twitter, he said, I only signed the Defense Production Act to combat the Chinese virus, China, and we should invoke it in the worst-case scenario in the future. Hopefully, there will be no need. But we're all in this together. No, that's when this proud Native American, first American, if I may, stood up or sat down, whatever. She got on Twitter. She said, President Trump, are your eyes stitched shut? Hospitals need test kits, ventilators, and other medical supplies. That's why the DPA exists. Stop dragging your feet and burying your head and start helping hospitals that are about to be slammed by this pandemic. But... She blurred out the word Chinese. (laughs) Yes, that's what she did. She blurred the word Chinese out of her, quote, uh, tweet of Trump. When someone like Elizabeth Warren stands against all odds, in the face of the crashing waters, she stands there, there on the point, there at the peak, looking down at all of us, says, I'm not afraid. I'm going to blur the word Chinese. And she puts it all into perspective. It's not about some virus. It's not about some ventilators. It's really about racism. And I think it's, I think it's high time, America, that we all look deep inside of ourselves. Yeah, that white part of you. And say, what can we learn from this proud Native American? Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) I think we can learn an awful lot. 
What can we do? What can we not do because of Elizabeth Warren? I, for one, I'm going to blur. I'm going to blur every every time I see the word Chinese. I'm going to blur it. Blur it in my mind. Spray paint it out. I'm not having Chinese food. I'm not going to a Chinese restaurant. I'm just going to a plain old restaurant when they reopen. I'm just going to eat plain old food. Yeah, Chinese food? No, I'm having American food. That's what I'm having. Yeah, sure. It might have a side of bat soup, but that's a good old American recipe. Unless it becomes offensive to say that, then, of course, it's back to Chinese food. Not sure how we're going to play this game all the way out, but that's who she is. Elizabeth Warren. Another profile in Courage. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Are you, you're quarantined? You quarantine and will people actually deliver things to your house? Because they must know where you live. They must be like, why would they change now? Right. This okay. I was like, going to say you're like the guy. You were the guy in the in the get off my lawn, you kids. And they're forty five year old men. That's you. You're the guy who, even when you were twenty, was the old guy in the neighborhood shouting at kids, weren't you? Thank you, Beck. You're so kind. Um, this is like <laughs> the, the Adams family house here. Okay, so it, nobody ever is comes, it? and I wouldn't know if I was quarantined or not because there's no right. Nobody. Nobody. Right. The, okay. Nobody comes to visit you. But I have a giant bazooka in case uh, yeah. that Midler right. shows Good. up. You know, the so I, what I'd like to... I, what? Go, go ahead. ahead. The dumbest No, statement. no, go. The dumbest statement. I'm keeping lists now of, of all the uh, pandemic occurrences. I, I have mm-hmm. lists, about 50 of them. Mm-hmm. And the, okay. I have the dumbest statement list. All right? Bet mm-hmm. Midler. Bet Midler yes. tweeted. Yes that mm-hmm. she believes President Trump is lying about not having the coronavirus because he's lied really? 16,500 times before. Ben right. Midler. Now, ben can Midler, you stop shit. that? Huh. Can, you, can anyone no. stop that? That's no. The well, thing. well, all of the people who are saying that uh, Donald Trump is a racist by calling this the China virus, That's he doesn't have a problem calling it COVID. He didn't. Have, he he's trolling them. He's trolling them, and they don't get it. It's not bet. Uh, she she wins. So I got all the lists, and and just tell me, Beck. What you are interested in in this pandemic? Well, and I will okay, so tell you what really is happening. And this is what we do on BillO'Reilly.com, right. which is far mm. and away the blaze is good. I understand, but this is <laughs> if you're interested in protecting you and your family. You got to go to my right. website. Go ahead. All right. So, so Bill, here's what I would yeah. like to know, uh, and this is, and I know you don't like to make personal comments or you know anything like that, but I'd like I'd like to know. Where are you on the scale of, please, this is nothing we're overreacting, 
to, my gosh, we're all going to die. Where are you on that scale? I understand the danger to the public. All right? So Mm -hmm. when you have a virus that's invisible and spreads quickly through airborne, which means droplets in the air, you Mm -hmm. have to take extraordinary measures. You have to. All right? That's Mm -hmm. where you start. You start there. Now, what are the extraordinary measures? So just this morning, I got up. I went out. I filled my car up with gasoline. Okay? So I have a full tank. I went to the dog food place because I don't want the dog to starve. And the dog... Beck, you're not going to believe this, but the dog does not know how to open cans on her own. She can't do that. My dog does. Yeah, my yeah. dog does. My dog looks at the can, can't figure out how to open it. <laughs> so right. I get the dog food for the next three weeks, so I don't have to worry about the dog. Then I go to Walgreens, all right, to mm-hmm. get a birthday card, because birthdays don't stop in the middle of the pandemic. I get the card. And you know you can do guy. all this online. Just, just nah, go ahead. Yeah, you see the guys. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I see my guy yeah, right, Walgreens. I wave to him. I got. I go. Got any toilet paper? No, we won't have any until the year 2030. I said, okay, good. Got it. Um, good. And goodbye. Then I go to the bagel place. All right, and I get uh-huh. a couple of bagels, um, and then I come home to talk to you. So that's exactly right. what I did. And then when I came home, I washed up. I did wash up. Because I, I had the gas nozzle, I had the Walgreens door, so I washed up. I washed up nice. And now I'm clean, talking to you. Right, okay. So you're, you're just saying, I'm not really changing anything in my life. Uh, you know, I'm, are, you, are you still going out to eat and, you know, things like that? Or can you no, even I'm in Long Island? You can't do that in New York. Um, okay. You can't go to the restaurant. You can do takeout. And mm-hmm. since I don't know how to cook, and right. you know, I got to do takeout or I die. Got it. Um, got it. So takeout is all right. I talked to my doctor. I said, is there any danger of, you know, the takeout? And, uh, you know, look, I, it's so remote that, you know, if you want to starve yourself, go ahead. But I would eat the takeout, which is what I'm doing. Um, okay. So look. Otherwise, you have to. Eat, over, you might have to eat the dog. Large question, though, is an important question for all Americans listening today. So you, you're in the middle of this thing. It's it's um, there. There is fault here, and we'll get to that. I hope a little bit later on. Whose fault this is? Because there is fault, but no one can do anything about it. So De Blasio, the mayor of New York City, comes out and says, "Oh, I want the military in the city." This is what he says today. All right? And mm-hmm. I support that as long as they arrest the Blasio. If the military <laughs> arrest them, I support I think they'd like to. I think to they'd like to. A, now, there are 4,000 cases in a city of 8.5 million. All right? 4,000 cases. There will be more. All right? And then you've got a packed city. I don't live in a city. I live 20 miles outside the city. You got a Not far city. enough. People live on one another. So that's a dangerous situation. It is. Yeah. You got to be careful, but that, that city, that walk? city will people, people don't have any idea how dangerous that city is. You have 8 million people living in a very small area yeah. uh, and nobody has food. Another. You don't, 
You don't store food there. You just go get it. If everything's closed, that city is a ticking time bomb. That's the, true, the National Guard should be there. Closed. Look, closed is California. This, this, and this gets me. Oh, we want you to shelter in place. You know, that is the most annoying phrase. It's worse than at the end of the day. What? Shelter in place. You Why? Know, it's just annoying. It's San Francisco <laughs> annoying. All right? Okay. If you all right, want all right. to stay in the house, all right. to stay in the house. I don't right. want to shelter <laughs> in place. Right, okay. All right. All right. Okay, so what are your thoughts on the government coming out? Not the government, the state governments coming out and yeah. saying... You must close your business in in Oklahoma, of all places. They're telling people to call the the uh, state government and report if anyone is still doing business. You don't have a right to do that. You uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on? But right. you lose because all the and I looked this up because BillOReilly.com does this. Oh. All the precedents of the legal rulings always put public safety ahead of constitutional rights, thereby um, politicians have the right to declare martial law. They have a right to quarantine. They have a right to stop people coming and going. Do you realize there's a county, a beautiful county in Colorado, San Miguel County, that's Telluride, 8,000 people. You can't go there. They will stop you. They don't want anyone coming into the county at all. No human beings can come in. Now, that's clearly unconstitutional. But if you challenge it, number one, the judges wouldn't show up to hear it because they're all in the basement hiding. And number two, you would lose on public safety. So that's what's happening. So are you concerned at all about any of the constitutional rights? Like, for instance, there's only one guy in in Washington, D.C. that is an FFL dealer, a guy who can sell guns. Only one. Because apparently years ago, the, the, the city screwed him, and so yeah. they made him some stupid promise that you're going to be the only one that could sell guns. Well, he won't sell guns now. I mean, how do you feel about things like that? Where long, long run, and I'm always a long run guy. I think this is over yeah. by June. All right? I could be wrong on that, and maybe I'm irresponsible putting forth that opinion. But if I'm looking at what happened in China, and China's totalitarian, so they just shut Wuhan province down. Talk about nobody in, nobody out. I mean, the army just shut it down. Well, they don't have uh, many new cases over there in the whole country. So it looks to me like this is a two-month ordeal um, if we are prudent. And we are. Americans are prudent. I mean, and you don't have a lot of people outside of the spring break idiots um, doing irresponsible stuff. So I see it abating or, or dissipating in Ram Memorial Day. Um, but the Second Amendment is stronger, will emerge stronger, way much, much, much stronger than it was before the pandemic. And there are a lot of things like that. All right. The financial community is going to be a little trouble. You know, people are going to reevaluate whether they buy stocks. So you buy stocks, you hold on, they go up for three, four years, you're happy, and in one day it's gone. You got to think about. So that. I want to, you know, I want to start. I want to. We're going to take a quick break, and then I want to come back to that because there's some real problems, Bill. That I I don't know how you 
combat and and uh, and and how do you I mean, what's the world look like in we're doing this for three months from now? Most small businesses have about 45 days of survival. How do you how do you help them? What what's what what is the world going to look like? You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Do these state governments have the right to tell you what to do and not to do? And they can make real strong recommendations, but especially when it comes to your First Amendment, don't you have a right to congregate? Don't you have a right to come together? Now, in you, when you look at this, uh, it, the state always seems to win in the courts uh, to be able to say, no, it's for public health. But where does that right begin and end? Well, there is one pastor. He is the pastor of Life Tabernacle Church. Uh, he's in Baton Rouge, and he is defying the uh, governor. Uh, his name is Reverend Tony Spell, and he is on the phone with us now. Reverend, how are you, sir? Better than I deserve. How are you, Glenn? Um, I'm good. So now tell me what exactly is, is happening there with your church. What is happening is um, we have uh, continued to assemble since the governor's orders uh, last week. Sunday morning, I had 1,170 people in attendance. We ran 27 Sunday school buses that reach uh, the impoverished areas of our city. We bring those children to our churches. We picked up 643 children last week. We feed everyone a breakfast. Uh, we teach them the Word of God. Then we have recreation and uh, pray over everybody. And we do that on a weekly basis. Uh, now, this, this, mm-hmm. this, this is important, I, I would imagine, Tony, because it's an impoverished area. And, like, there's a lot of children now. If you're not going to school, you're not getting breakfast. You may not get lunch. Uh, and right. so you're providing food. Um but but the governor doesn't like that, um, and I th- there's a f- controversy I guess in the press on whether they sent the national guard to shut you down or not. The national guard said no, we have nothing to do with that. Can you tell me what happened? What happened was uh, Sunday morning. Of course, we had a parking lot full of people, so a reporter came by, and then Tuesday asked if we were having service again. So she came. Uh, U.S. Representative Woody Jenkins live streams my service with over 100,000 viewers. At that point, uh, <clears throat> Central uh, Police Department showed up on my front porch. I want to clarify uh, what happened with that later, if I could. And yeah, sure. a statement was made that uh, the National Guard would be deployed to disband groups of 50 or more. I prayed over that individual. I gave him an anointed cloth, and I respected uh, what he was doing. And I said, uh, you're doing your job. We're doing our job as a church. Uh, within within 12 hours, I had uh, the governor's office meet with me in my office here at my church. Also, uh, uh, members of Washington uh, that are connected with the White House have also reached out to me. 
and the whole tenure has changed somewhat as far as the um, you know the, the being persecuted for the faith. However, um, I, I guess some of our greatest persecution right now is coming from um, other people that are asking us to stop having our services, which we hold as a conviction, and we will not stop having our services. So, uh, what happened at the what happened with the phone calls and the the visit from the the governor? What 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 were they saying? What did the White House say to you? Uh, they said, Reverend, we're not asking you to close your doors. What can we do to accommodate you? I said, there are no guidelines. If I go across the border three hours, there's thousands of people gathering on beaches. Uh, if I go five miles up the road, uh, Walmart, Target are still assembling because mm-hmm. they're, quote, unquote, essential parts of our community, which is what's not being said is, is speaking volumes. That's saying the church is a non-essential part of our community. And I believe that we are more essential to our community. I've, I've had uh, two teenage girls attempt suicide this week because their parents have lost their jobs. Uh, They're not in school. It's a time of peril and distress. So uh, basically they said, Reverend, we know you're going to keep your doors open. We just ask that you comply with it, with whatever uh, restrictions are set in place. And, and uh, the the scripture that's really being posed to me from uh, the brethren is Romans 13, which the governing body and my governing body is the word of God, which says, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together. Matthew eighteen twenty, gather together. And I don't have the ability to live stream. The majority of my people that I minister to do not have internet. They count on me on a weekly basis for spiritual guidance, prayer, uh, healing, and uh, preaching and prophecy. So uh, where we stand now is we are going to have service Sunday morning. I have people as far as Washington State, Alabama, California, who are coming to my service to stand in solidarity with us. Uh, During the president's address yesterday when the Surgeon General spoke, uh, the Lord quickened me when he spoke of the blood bank shortage. We're also having a blood drive on my premises because our blood banks are, are desperately empty right now. Um, I'm feeding. My restaurant owners in my church have closed their doors under the government mandate. They're losing their food right now. They're losing their business. I told them that I would, uh, I would financially support them to feed everybody that comes to my service. And this is, this is what our ministry is in our city. Mm-hmm. So, Reverend, I think, I mean, you are in a really tough situation, um, and this is not yeah. like one of those, you know, this is not one of those rich churches and et cetera, et cetera. You are, you sound, I don't know anything about your church or anything, but w- what you've just told me, you sound like you're really trying to help the community, and you we do are. have a right to do that, and you have a responsibility to do that. Um, when it I comes have, to the I services, have, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I have a God-given obligation to yes, the gospel, right. regardless of Correct. the laws that are mandated to me by my government. 
Now, um, are you are you going to take measures to keep people? Because there are people that just don't think that this is deadly at all. Uh, and it, it, are you one of those people? No, sir. I, I've, I've assured our uh, I've assured our state officials and national officials. I'll take whatever measures are put, are necessary. Which measures are those? I was informed by right. medical medical staff yesterday. Stop using hand sanitizer. That makes you more susceptible to this virus. And mm-hmm. and we've got it. We've got a nation that's on a uh, hand sanitizer craze right now, and that's not helping. It's hurting. So what do I do? There's divers' weights, and there are false balances in our society right now. There's one against the church, and there's one for commerce, and that's what uh, our argument is. So, so uh, you're precautionary measures. Yes. Last last Sunday, your sermon was a sermon about not giving in to fear. What is your Correct. sermon about this Sunday? This Sunday, I'm uh, uh, taking two texts, Luke 21, when men's hearts are failing men for fear. Don't look down. Don't look around. Look up. Let's look to God in these times of peril. Uh, Daniel, the third chapter. I'm going to talk about three stiff-legged boys among a, among a generation of weak-kneed people who bowed and who bent under the tyrannical rule of King Nebuchadnezzar, who said, do not worship any other God but me. And those three boys stood. I feel that this is uh, Christianity's finest hour to stand. And let's do not lose our freedoms for gathering together. Uh, So that's my sermon, is to keep standing. And let's do not live in fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, Glenn, for the power of love and sound mind. And in, a, in an hour where children are home from school, parents have no daycare, their daycares are closed, parents have lost their jobs, dental right. workers in my church are forbidden to go to work, they have no money, the last stable uh, institution in their life is the church. And, and how long can we keep our doors closed? We refuse to close our doors. Um, Reverend, I have to tell you, I, I, I don't know how this is all going to play out, uh, you know, and, but, uh, I applaud you for, uh, your conviction. I'm not sure what I would do if I were in your situation, but, uh, I, you know, I'm not the one getting the guidance. That's your calling and your keys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I appreciate the, the fact that you're standing up for your community and your right. Uh, I just I I pray and I wish you great luck, success and safety for all people that would be coming your way. I don't know what I would do in your situation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to tell you about something that you should either end your day with or um, start your morning with, and that is the news and why it matters. 
if you like this show, you're going to love the news and why it matters. It's a bunch of us that all get together at the end of the day and just talk about the stories that matter to you and your life. The news and why it matters. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcast. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.